Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luna. I want to thank all of you lunatics for listening to this episode. A um, couple things real quick. If you're into YouTube, you like watching YouTube videos, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. All you got to do is search Matt Luna Fishing on YouTube and subscribe to my channel. I got tons of videos on there. Really want to grow that YouTube channel. So if you are on YouTube and uh, take in those videos, please go and subscribe. Also, if you haven't uh, been on Instagram or I don't know where you found my content, but um, you can follow me on Instagram, Matt Luna Fishing, Facebook, Matt Luna Fishing, and TikTok, Matt Luna Fishing with an underscore at the end. Um, those are all my social media places. Um, you can also email me, mattlunafishing at gmail.com. Those are all the different ways that you can get in contact with me. Um, but let's get into today's episode. So yesterday, I was listening to Low Budget Live, Not So Live. That is Luke Duncan's podcast. It's becoming one of my favorite podcasts. I highly recommend it. Um, if you're listening to this, obviously you're into podcasts as well. So go check it out, Luke Duncan's podcast. It's really good. He was ta- He's been talking a lot about the... MLF FLW buyout thing that's going on and um, he had Andrew Upshaw on his show and it was a really really good episode it was very informative and it kind of you know they kind of talked about some things that I had already mentioned in a couple of my previous podcasts about what ultimately ended up happening with MLF buying FLW. So one of the things that I brought up a couple podcasts ago and I was talking about MLF buying FLW was that it basically made the FLW tour a AAA tour. I don't know if that was the intent of Major League Fishing. Um, obviously, I think they, they had to have realized when they were going to do that and buy FLW that it, the way they were positioning the Bass Pro Tour and the FLW Tour, that it was gonna basically create uh, or make the FLW Tour a AAA tour. The unfortunate thing about all of this is that they're positioning the Bass Pro Tour as the premier tour in professional bass fishing. Now, obviously, anybody can argue that um, whether it is or it isn't, and that's not really what I want to talk about. But the frustrating thing is that in 2019, there were three true professional bass fishing tours. You had Major League Fishing, the FLW Tour, and the Bass Elite Series. So basically MLF comes in and buys FLW and now FLW is being perceived as the AAA tour. I think if you pay attention to the names of anglers that fish the FLW tour, it's very easy to see based on their career earnings, their history, their results, that there's a lot of guys on the FLW tour that are not AAA anglers. So I don't want it to come across as I'm looking at the FLW Tour as a AAA organization because I don't see it as that. I just see it as, you know, MLF trying to position the FLW Tour as its, you know, AAA to the Bass Pro Tour because they needed to create some structure to have people qualify for the Bass Pro Tour, which innately made the FLW Tour, if it feeds into the Bass Pro Tour, the AAA. And that's a really sad thing And I'm going to go into a few more reasons why I really think that's sad because it really, it it ends up making it very difficult for some of these guys to figure out how to afford 
to fish this FLW tour. So I mentioned a second ago the, the Luke Duncan podcast when he had Andrew Upshaw on, and it was very informative in terms of the business side of fishing. And with FLW being bought out and that new tour having new rules, it's basically taken away some of their marketing ability. And they even mentioned in that podcast that a lot of marketing directors, the people that decide what level of sponsorship these guys get, whether they're going to get hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars or, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on who you are, they're looking at this tour as a AAA. Therefore, they're not going to get as much money, yet the entry fees went up in price. The FLW tour is going to cost more for the guys that fish it in 2020 than it did in 2019 yet it's being perceived by marketing people and sponsorship people the people that are writing the checks to these fishermen there it's being perceived as a triple-a tour that's really sad because that's going to probably cut in to the amount of sponsorship dollars that these guys are going to get and it's going to affect their livelihoods i mean these guys are fishermen yes they chose to be in these positions yes they chose to live this life and they've chose to basically live off sponsorship dollars and tournament winnings but just because like an organization gets bought out shouldn't really affect their livelihood in my opinion i think that it's really unfortunate i think that guys like andrew upshaw because because he's the one that was talking about this you know guys like brian thrift scott martin all these guys are not triple a level fishermen you could argue that any of those three names that i just mentioned are just as good as guys on the Bass Pro Tour, yet it's being positioned that that's the you know, premier level along with the Bassmaster Elite Series, yet the triple A of fishing is the FLW Tour. Doesn't really make sense just because somebody decided to buy out another organization. One other thing when it comes to the business side of fishing, one other thing that happened to the guys on the FLW Tour is that their jersey, their advertising space got taken away. Now, I don't know all the percentages and all that kind of stuff, and that's not really what's important, but basically, day one and two, these guys can go out and fish, wear whatever jerseys they want, show whatever sponsors they want, but then on days three and four, it's a four-day tournament, if you qualify, if you make the cuts, you can fish up to four days. You know, most of the TV time and FLW live time is going to be on days three and four. However, this marketing positioning this marketing space on their jerseys on their boats on their decks all of that stuff factors into exposure for their sponsors their companies that are supporting them the companies that are writing the checks to make it possible for them to go fish these events making it possible for them to fish for a living is being cut down by the new ownership so like i said a second ago on days one and two they get to wear whatever they want show whatever sponsors they want and then days three and four, when they're probably on TV, when they're probably on Bassmaster Live, they are now forced to wear certain non-competitive sponsors, logos on their jerseys. So basically FLW or MLF, whoever you want to make out to be this person that's creating all these rules, are now forcing these guys to use their advertising space, their ability to market themselves and make money outside of tournament winnings is being cut down they're being forced to wear sponsors and logos that do not pay them they are paying to go fishing 
and then are being forced to wear logos that are not paying them. To me, that makes no sense. When it comes to sponsorship, when it comes to advertising, your boat, your jersey, the deck of your boat, or the carpet, your YouTube channels, your Instagram, all of that stuff, all that social media stuff, all those marketing abilities that you have as a fisherman come into play when it comes to how much money you can get from these sponsors. And that's the guaranteed income. Tournament winnings are not guaranteed in income. Essentially, tournament winnings are high stakes gambling. These guys are paying $5,000 to go fish an FLW tour event. If that's not gambling, I don't know what is. I mean, $5,000 and you have the chance to win 100,000. I don't know what the cut line is gonna be in 2020, but there are guys that are paying $5,000 that are going home with nothing. And they're considered professionals. There's guys that have made the Forcewood Cup, that have made the Bassmaster Classic, that are in the negative for their year. They supposedly had a good season by making the FLW um, Forcewood Cup or by making the Bassmaster Classic, but their winnings for the year still put them in negative when you factor in all the costs that it, that it takes to fish professionally. To me, it shows that the entire thing is like broken. Bass fishing, tournament fishing is, is kind of broken. All we do is go out and fish for everyone else's money. We pay an entry fee, sponsors are promoted through the tournament organization, but we're only fishing for each other's money. I don't know all the ins and outs and the and the financials of any of these tournament organizations, but if you look at payout structures, if you look at you know payout breakdowns, we're fishing for each other's money. We all put in our thousand dollars or five thousand dollars if you're fishing, you know the Bassmasters or fishing the FLW tour or whatever, and we're basically fishing for each other's money, and people go home empty, empty-handed. The tournament organization takes their cut. The sponsors pay the tournament organization for the exposure that they provide. And from what I can tell, none of that goes to the fishermen. To me, there needs to be a more of a revenue share model. That would make sense to me because without the fishermen, there's no tournament organization. And without the tournament organization, there's no tournament for the fishermen to participate in. And without the tournament, the sponsors don't have the reach. And without the tournament, the fishermen don't have the ability to make the money. So it's a very tandem model. You need each other. You can't have one without the other. If fishermen don't sign up for a tournament, there's no tournament. If the organization doesn't put a tournament on, there's nowhere for the, the tournament fishermen to fish. So I really think a revenue share model makes more sense. And yet that doesn't happen. Obviously, I don't know what it, what it takes to run a tournament. I definitely don't know what it takes to run a tournament at the level of the FLW Tour, the Bass Pro Tour, or the Bassmaster Elite Series. But to me, it just seems like there should be more that goes into the payout structure, at least at the professional level. Now, I can understand that some of the lower level stuff, like I fish or anything like that, where we are fishing for each other's money, there's not enough money being pumped in to the organizations by the sponsors maybe they literally cannot afford to up the payouts and pay above you know 90 100 percent and and that one in five maybe that's just the reality and maybe that's just the way things are at the lower level but to me at the highest level of fishing 
you should be fishing for more than just each other's money. You should not be fishing for the guy that you're rooming with entry fee. It just doesn't make sense to me, at least at the highest levels of fishing. Now the Bass Pro Tour, obviously they have no entry fees. So they literally are fishing for the sponsorship money that comes in or whatever money is in the bank account. That's what they're fishing for because there are no entry fees at the Bass Pro Tour. So that's like the carrot that the MLF is, is hanging out there for the professional fishermen. And I think that it makes a ton of sense for anglers at the professional level to not have entry fees. I think if you're fishing for a living and you're fishing with this organization and you're promoting this organization and you're promoting their sponsors and your own sponsors, you should not have entry fees. Nobody's making NFL or MLB or NBA players pay to go play basketball or to go play baseball or to go play football. And it, there's that's those are billion dollar teams. Football teams, baseball teams, basketball teams are worth a billion dollars, maybe more than that, depending on what team it is specifically. But when it comes to fishing, guys are paying $40,000 a year to go fish. You got to pay $40,000 to hopefully go make a living. That to me, that doesn't make sense. To me, it's broken and it's been like that for a long time. And I guess it's just kind of frustrating to see that, you know, when, when I'm somebody that would love to go out and fish for a living, but coming up with $40,000 to just enter tournaments. That's not your boat. That's not your tackle. That's not your gas. That's not your hotel. That's that's none of the other expenses. Just to pay your entry fees, you need $40,000. To me, that doesn't make sense. To me, it's broken. It doesn't it just doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't How do you go out and make money when it costs you $40,000 to go to work? It just seems kind of broken. That's where it comes into high stakes gambling. And that's what doesn't make sense when you're trying to fish for a living, when you're trying to, you know, have a family, have a house, you know, have a vacation because these guys aren't on vacation when they're going fishing. A lot of us go out and fish, you know, these tournaments and it's, and it might be a vacation ultimately. I know you're working hard, you're getting up early, you're spending long days on the water, but it's not our job. It, our livelihood is not resting upon cashing a check in these tournaments or doing well in an event or sponsorship dollars based upon how we finish. We have the money, we put it up and we go out there. And if we lose it, obviously we're not happy, but we still have a job to go to when we get back in town. I've wanted to make a YouTube video or a podcast episode like this for a long time, kind of putting my opinions out there in the open when it comes to the tournament fishing world. Um, I've learned a lot over the last few years as I've been trying to pursue this dream of fishing professionally, trying to, you know, fish the highest levels of tournaments that, that ultimately I can afford to fish. And, um, going into 2020, I don't know what tournaments I'm going to fish. The only one that I know of right now, as we sit here is the 2021 Bass US Open. That's the only one that I know I'm going to fish. I literally have already put my deposit in essentially a year in advance to make sure that I can get into that tournament. And even at these, you know, lower level pro-am tournaments, it's still a giant expense. I mean, to fish the US Open on the pro side, you're looking at, you know, a $1,600 entry fee. The Wild West Bass Trail events that are out here in the West, those are, you know, 800 something 
you know, per tournament. You have other um, open pro-am type events, and those are a thousand dollar entry. Then you have the FLW Costa Series events that are now essentially double A. Those used to be the triple A of fishing, and now they're double A, and those are I want to say sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars in entry fees. And then there's travel. And I live in California, and I know that this is like a California issue, but gas is almost $4 a gallon. And going to Clear Lake is like a 12-hour drive, and that's probably three tanks of gas. So that's, you know, potentially three $400 just to get there, three $400 just to get back, three, four, $500 in gas while you're at the tournament. So in just gas and entry fees, you're looking at, you know, $3,000. Then you got to factor in the hotel expenses, so maybe another $500. So now you're at $3,500. And that's not even making a cast with your tackle, your equipment, the boat payment that a lot of guys have. Just to go fish some of these tournaments, you're looking at $4,000 in expense. And then you magnify that for these guys that are fishing at the highest levels, paying $5,000 in entry fees. It might cost them eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 to just fish an event and the bottom check is $10,000. They might have made $1,000 or $2,000 by fishing that event, maybe. That doesn't make sense. How is that sustainable for these guys? I know they're sponsorship dollars, but I just don't believe that the sponsor dollars are that large that these guys are making decent living. The stress that's involved in fishing, the stress that's involved in providing for your family, the stress that's involved in traveling around, does not equate to the income that these guys have to be making. It's just crazy to me that this is how the system's been for a long time, especially when you compare it to other sports and other ways that people make a living. It's it's kind of crazy that these little green fish and these little brown fish capture our attention so much that we're willing to endure all that to try to go catch them, to try to travel around and catch these little fish. You know, I'm doing it. I'm going to continue to do it. But also, that's it's the only thing that's out there. It's the only option um, if you want to tournament fish. And for whatever reason, tournament fishing is something that I love to do. Tournament fishing is fun. I have way more fun fishing a tournament than I do going fun fishing just on the weekend. I love the, the competition. I love the hunt to try to catch the biggest fish that you can. I love the, you know, going to the weigh-ins. I love the blast-off. I love fishing against the clock. I love all of it. I love doing the content on YouTube. I love doing the Instagram stuff. I love having sponsors. I love working with companies. I love all of that stuff. And that's all part of, you know, chasing this bass fishing dream, chasing this professional fishing dream. And um, it's just sad to see what it's going to take in order to make it a reality and how difficult it's going to be. Now, I don't think it should be easy to fish for a living but I think it should be a little bit more possible than, than it appears to be now. Like for example, if you wanna go you know, play Major League Baseball or play in the NBA or play in the NFL, there's costs involved in terms of having cleats or having certain gear and maybe signing up to play in a league or something like that and then eventually high school, college, blah, blah, blah. But then you get drafted and they're paying you to go play then you have to go through the ranks and they're paying you to play. They're paying you to show up. Your job is playing that sport and they are paying you to play that sport. 
In fishing, it's a complete back. It's completely backwards. You pay to go to work, and that's what seems odd when you compare it to other sports. And it's just always been that way. And maybe it's just because the sponsorship dollars just aren't there, being pumped into these organizations to make that a reality. I don't know. I'm sure that that's got to be what it is. But these these companies, you know, Bass, FLW, MLF. You know, all and all these smaller organizations. So there's money to be made in these organizations. There's money to be made from these fishermen. There's money to be made from the sponsors, or else they wouldn't exist. These are businesses. They are not out there for our benefit. They're out there to make money, and that's okay. I'm not saying it should be some altruistic thing where they don't make money and they lose money because that doesn't make sense. It is a business. I understand they should make money, but I also think that it needs to be a little bit better for the fishermen overall. You know, I'm not trying to talk bad about tournament organizations. That's not the point of this episode. This episode is just to shed light on the entire system, the entire industry, and it it doesn't make sense. I think if you think it through, when you talk about, when all these professional guys are like, we're trying to make it better for the industry, we're trying to make it better for the competitors, we're trying to make it better for the next generation of fishermen. I truly believe that. And it's not difficult to see where the issues are. It's not difficult to see, you know, why it's so difficult for these guys to make a living. It's not difficult to see. The information is out there if you look for it. And um, hopefully things change. Hopefully MLF, you know, has it figured out. Hopefully they're able to make it more sustainable for guys to make a living in the industry. Hopefully, you know, these FLW Tour anglers have the ability to get the financial backing that they need in order to fish at the highest levels that they can. Hopefully, the elite guys on the bass side are able to continue to do what they do. And um, I just hope that everything starts to improve within the industry. I hope that more and more people get into fishing. I hope that more and more sponsors want to get involved in the industry and pump that money into the system so that way things can get better. But uh, I'm just a little guy. I'm just a guy trying to put some opinions out there on this episode. I hope you enjoyed this this episode. I hope you enjoyed this rant. Um, I hope that it that it made sense. I hope that it you know was something that you know were you were able to follow. And I hope you enjoyed hearing my opinions. Now, obviously, I do have some sponsors, and and I want to make it very clear that this episode is is my opinion, not the opinions of any of the companies that support me not the opinions of any of the organizations that I fish with. These are my opinions. Um, I just wanted to put this out there and and let you guys kind of know my thoughts on how this whole thing is is shaping up and what it looks like from my perspective. And obviously, I don't have all the information. I don't have all the insight that some of these other people do that are putting content out there. But I figured it was worth it for me to, to record this episode and put it out for you guys. And I hope you enjoyed it. And please leave an iTunes review on my podcast. It really helps people to find this podcast when they search for it. So if you're listening on iTunes, please go leave a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And if there's a way to review on whatever podcasting platform you do, please do so. If you can leave a star or a heart or whatever, I'd really appreciate that. Um, If you want to get in contact with me, Um, Feel free to send me an email, contact me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. Um, Please get a hold of me. Please send me a message. Let me know what you think about it. 
And if you're listening to this on YouTube, feel free to drop a comment, leave your two cents on this entire topic. I'd love to hear it. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, please go do that. You know, check me out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever you prefer. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast. That's going to do it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it and I can't do that on my own so if you guys want to support the podcast that's an option that Anchor provides so I want to let you guys know about it if you're interested in doing that go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys also if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out. All you gotta do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass seed talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. May not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are. So, Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.